Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios, here is your R3 Continuum playbook. Brought to you by Workplace MVP sponsor, R3 Continuum, a global leader in workplace behavioral health, crisis, and security solutions. Hi, everyone. My name is Shane McNally, Digital Marketing Project Lead at R3 Continuum. On this episode of the R3 Continuum Playbook, we'll be featuring a segment from a recent webinar presented by R3 Continuum's Associate Director of Strategic Solutions, Sarah Hathaway. This recent webinar is titled Empowering Yourself, How You Can Be a Catalyst for Change in the Workplace. In this short segment from her webinar, Sarah talks about how employees can become workplace champions and create a more positive culture in their workplace by utilizing the strategies she outlines. So I think let's... Let's move forward and kind of go over, you know, what are some actual strategies to go about creating change? Yes. Uh, And you really led into some of these specific points. The, The first one is identifying your allies. So who is most likely to be in alignment with me on this change? Um, and then also your obstacles. Who are the people that are probably not going to be on board right away? Um, Now, when I say obstacles, this doesn't mean that these people are just a problem to be solved, Um, but they may present some barriers and we want to be aware of those barriers so that we can start to identify, okay, how do I address that challenge? This person has a very different viewpoint than me, or this person who's really committed to the status quo. Um, What might influence them toward this change or what's important to them and why is the status quo important? So that's where um, the next step is just really getting the perspectives of other people. Um, Our viewpoint may not be the right viewpoint, and maybe there's not only one right viewpoint. Maybe there are reasons that these other views are important, too. So we want to do a little bit of perspective taking to really understand where's everyone else at? Um, Are people really motivated for this change? Do they see the need that you see? Um, Or are there other things driving their perspective, other things of importance to them. So you really want to tap into that motivation of what's important and recognize again that that may not be the same for everyone. So some people, it might be a really passion-driven change of, you know, this is important for, um, you know, for the well-being of our company, for the well-being of our employees, while others may be a little bit more uh, methodical about their decision-making. And so it might be a business-driven choice of, well, this is going to uh, drive profits or uh, reduce costs and the return on investment is really important. So what's that, what's that individual's motivation or what's the group motivation and be able to tap into those different areas and, and what motivates individual people. Now, I mentioned that idea of the status quo. There is value oftentimes in the status quo. We wouldn't generally be in the situation that we're in, even if it's not the ideal situation. We wouldn't be dealing with a status quo if there wasn't some purpose for it. Status quo generally serves a purpose, even if it's just for stability and consistency. So we have to recognize that um, the possibility of not changing has some value, too. Uh, helps us to really create a bit of a counterbalance there to our own um, our own plan or ideas. We need to get really clear in defining what's the ask, what needs to change, and what do we need in order to affect that change. Um, get that buy-in, as we talked about, and ultimately start to identify if I can't have all of what I want to change. If I can't, 
if we can't have all of this, if that's not possible, where are the areas where we might be able to compromise? Where can we kind of pare back the, the goals or the plan? Or maybe, where can we maybe start small to build up a little momentum toward the change? So going off of what you were just saying about kind of the different types of changes, which do you think is typically harder to gain buy-in? Would that be like a cultural change in the organization or a business change? You know, it, it, it could be really any of them. That's a good question. I think cultural changes can be harder in some ways because they're they're more difficult to define at times. Um, it's more of a, a sort of nebulous shift, right? Um, it, process changes are very clear. When we're working with widgets, I can, you know, replace this widget with that one or, you know, replace the phone call here with an email. Um, that's very clearly defined. Um, those cultural shifts are a little bit more complex. Um, doesn't mean that they're, um, that they're impossible or, um, you know, that we can't tackle those, but they're just different. Yeah. Okay. That, that, I mean, that makes complete sense. I think another question following this up and we do have about eight minutes left, so we will answer some questions if uh, anybody in the audience has some more as well. Um, but is it, is this something that is like, you can only do it if you're a leader or a manager in your company, or if, do you think that like going about these strategies and trying to create change, you know, for the better of the company can be anybody in the organization? I think that it can be anyone within the organization. Change starts somewhere, right? Um, now, I think we also have to acknowledge that at the leadership level, there oftentimes is a greater opportunity for influence. There's greater authority, ability to make decisions that you may not be able to make as, you know, at another level of the organization. Um, but everyone can influence change. Um, it's about, you know, set, sort of setting the standard, being the example at times, um, creating, again, creating that buy-in, building allyship in, the, in that change, and um, really just starting the momentum and recognizing that even those really small changes are a catalyst toward greater change. Sometimes when we look at having these big lofty goals and things that we want to shift, especially when we're talking about a cultural shift or a team shift or um, program design shift. These are big things. And so sometimes it can feel like, well, gosh, we're not making any progress or our, our movement is very slow, or maybe we only got this one little piece of what we wanted, but that Generally, if you start to kind of look from, you know, A to Z, look over a period of time, you start to see that maybe that one small change created an opportunity for another change and another change. So um, never underestimate the, the power of momentum in making change. Reducing the amount of toxicity in the workplace can help to improve the overall well-being of you, your colleagues, and the organization as a whole. If you or your employees are feeling significant amounts of stress and workplace disruption, you're not alone. R3 Continuum can help. Connect with us and learn about our services at www.r3c.com or email us directly at info at r3c.com.